0: The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor, and it do not necessarily speak to the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Good morning, and uh, my name is Mike, and I am Glad to get to talk to you today and glad that uh, I've had about 25 years of history in uh, this wonderful meeting. Um, In 2002, as I began to be concerned about our second invasion of Iraq, I became aware of Dr. Martin Luther King's speech on the war in Vietnam. It was delivered in Riverside Church in New York City a year to the day before he was assassinated in 1968. In this address, I found that Dr. King's words speak to God's spirit in me. They've been formative in my uh, spiritual life since. Dr. King's discussion of the war in Vietnam goes well beyond the immorality of that war to an indictment of our values. After passage of the Voting Rights Act and the Civil Rights Act, Dr. King shifted his focus to poverty. And at the end of his life, he was organizing the Poor People's Campaign, planning to occupy the National Mall to demand policies that would address widespread poverty In his Vietnam speech, he made clear the connection between a war economy and poverty. So quote here. There is at the outset a very obvious and almost facile connection between the war in Vietnam and the struggle that I and others have been waging in America. A few years ago, There was a shining moment in that struggle. It seemed as if there was a real promise of hope for the poor, both black and white, through the poverty program. And it's also sometimes called the Great Society. There were experiments, hopes, and new beginnings. Then came the buildup in Vietnam And I watched this program broken and eviscerated as if it were some idle political plaything of a society gone mad on war. And I knew that America would never invest the necessary funds or energies in rehabilitation of its poor so long as adventures like Vietnam continued to draw men and skills and money like some demonic, destructive suction tube. So I was increasingly compelled to see the war as an enemy of the poor and to attack it as such. Toward the climax of the speech, Dr. King addressed our values. I'm convinced that we as a nation must undergo a radical revolution of values. We must rapidly begin the shift from a thing-oriented society to a person-oriented society. When machines and computers, profit motives and property rights are considered more important than people, the giant triplets of racism, extreme materialism and militarism are incapable of being conquered. So after more than 50 years, we sometimes get discouraged, I know I do, that Dr. King's rapid shift in values is still a dream rather than reality. Since I read and listened to Dr. King's words, I have been looking for a movement that understands and applies his analysis of the intersectionality of racism, poverty, militarism, and putting profits over people, one that addresses the systemic injustices in our society. I've been encouraged over the last few years as I have learned more about a new Poor People's Campaign. And this is, of course, not the answer to everything, but I find it encouraging. The Poor People's Campaign, a national call to moral revival, is creating a movement to prophesy to our politics by exposing exposing the plight of poor and low-income Americans who make up 43% of our nation, 140 million people in the richest nation on earth. The campaign works to change the narrative in our politics by exposing the intersection of systemic racism, poverty by design, militarism and our war economy, the effect of ecological devastation, and the distorted moral narrative of religious nationalism that makes and keeps so many people poor. So I'm now doing some organizing to get people in Vancouver where I live Um, involved in the Poor People's Campaign, and starting today, I'm organizing here. You'll find in your bulletins a flyer um, with with some information, and the campaign is going to hold a mass assembly and moral march on June 20th, 2020, Bringing in Washington, D.C., bringing many thousands of people to Washington, D.C., as just as the presidential election ramps up. To build momentum, the campaign has been touring the country. The tour is named the We Must Do More for mo- Mobilizing, Organizing, Registering to Vote, and Educating. The co chairs of the national campaign. Reverend Dr. William Barber and Reverend Dr. Liz Theo Harris will be in Olympia on Saturday, March 21st, for a stop on that tour. I'm organizing people from Vancouver to go to that event. And after meeting, I will have a table down in our community room um, with information on the campaign and your chance to go to Olympia. Uh, So come see me and let's encourage each other and discuss provoking a radical revolution in values. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to Stay connected with us in other ways. We have a couple options for you. You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast.